0: Long term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMen'sHealth.com or call 833 687 0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833 687 0700. 833-687-0700.
1: co-founder of Red River TV, Janelle Batts, with us tonight. And we also talk a little bit about the special session coming up and all that and more coming up on Trend Chat. Uh, Instagram or Twitter It's all the same name twenty four seven, And I write for Politichicks.com If you want to read my articles It's politichicks.com Slash author Slash Brian Bledsoe And Speaking of Politichicks Also don't forget About the book Politics, A Clearing Call To Political Activism Which is available now On Amazon and Barnes and Noble And One of my articles About becoming a delegate at the Republican National Convention last year, he is featured in, the, in the book along with many other uh, articles from many contributors of politics, and it covers a, a vast array of different topics, whether it's education, healthcare, uh, social issues, um, yeah, you name it, pretty much it's covered in there. Uh, activism, in particular, and that's actually that's where my article is as well. Um so i um, I was thinking about because um I posted earlier today to I guess to any of my I guess wine lovers that <laughs> or listeners. Um if you're in if you like wine then I actually have something going on this week for the people who are listening and that's something I will get into later on in the program. And um so it's a you know it's a hundred dollar voucher for a wsjwine.com and you can you know use it however um, I you know personally I, I I don't drink but I just I was able to get this and I decided to guess to give it to someone who's listening to the program so I'll give more details as far that and I would just also kind of say given what I've said earlier as far as talking about social media, I will say that is a key to uh, winning that $100 voucher. And like I said, I will get more into that later on. Like I mentioned, we have Janelle Batts from Red River TV on with us later in the program. So, but I... Wanted to mention, given um, earlier today, Governor Greg Abbott announced that there will be a special session um, on July the 18th. And it's something that uh, we here in, in Texas have been, you know, have been wondering if it was going to happen or not, given there were so many issues that were um, not Addressed during the the regular session, and so and to now see that we have this special session coming up. That hopefully a lot of these. I mean, it was I saw what um the I guess the the issues that he that the governor wants addressed, and uh, it, that, that's a lot of issues. I, I mean, I don't know how long the special session uh, can be that somebody should have looked up before I got on, but, um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm in favor for, uh, a good piece of what he was uh, proposing. I I haven't looked in detail as far as what each one, um, each one of the issues in particular. And, um, actually on Thursday, hopefully we may have someone to, will be able to shine a little more uh, light on that issue. Um, as soon as I confirm who I will have on Thursday, I will definitely post it on um all over the our social media platforms. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. So um hopefully that you know hopefully it does happen. Um and we can we'll talk with our guests on Thursday about the special session in um in some detail. Um so so and also To today being D-Day, seven three years since um, that fateful that day. Um, It's definitely want to just uh, make mention of uh, of that, and given that at the time being um, late night right now on on Tuesday. um, Hopefully, whatever you have already done to uh, to remember um, those. In, as we call the greatest generation. So, um, so I just um I I don't want to go on too long because um I definitely want to. Most of the time is going to be uh, with Janelle, and we'll we're going to be talking about Red River TV as far as how it came about, um, and and what is it, you know what they do, and and what are they looking to do in the future. And as well, we talk about. Uh, actually, we talked about what I mentioned on last week's uh, program about LeBron's comments, is as far as um what he was saying about being black in America, and in response to his house being vandalized, and he kind of used that, given the fact that there was um like the N word was uh, spray painted on his gate, and so. And like I said, I talked about it on Thursday. I would just say, if you want to know more about what I talked, talked about, I think, I think I went about maybe 10 minutes on it on, on Thursday about it. But, um, I just brought it up to Janelle. So, um, to get her take on it. And we also kind of talked about one of the posts that she had talking about the, um, kind of the treatment of president Trump. And then, Obviously, as soon as someone brings it up on the conservative side or Republican side talking about the treatment of President Trump, and you know, you know uh, one example would be what Kathy Griffith did last um, last week, and just similar things like that. And if as soon as someone that is a Republican or a conservative that will bring that up, um, a, a liberal will jump right in and say, Well, look what they did to Obama, and then they'll show like a million pictures about. You know, maybe they were showing them hanging in effigy, or, or saying, um, this or that, or, or real, you know, disrespectful pictures that were um, passed around or made about you know, President Obama um, when he was in office. And we kind of talked about well, there is a difference between the two, and we actually talked about that as well. So that's what we um, got into, and <coughs> so. You know, and also in what we talked about, I want to mention this as well before uh, we get into uh, uh, my interview with Janelle that, and talking about the Founder Project. Now, if you listened last week, we actually talked with Maggie Dine about the Founder Project. So now, every time I talk about the Founder Project, all I'm going to say is go back well, actually, I need to get the episode number now because got a few episodes has passed now, but I'm just going to keep saying, go back to episode, I can't remember, but I would just say last week we talked to Maggie Dine. So go back to last week, listen to that episode to know more about the Founder Project. All I'm saying is that Founder Project brings civics to citizens and educating citizens on the founding documents being in the Declaration of Independence, the uh, Constitution. And so, if you want to know more, one, I would say go to their Facebook page, just uh, type in the founder project. And two, if you want to find, find out even more or, or hear some more about the founder project, just check out the um, Trenchet episode from last week, which I will in the future get the episode number. So, I will just know which one for you to go to. I would say go to all you know, all the episodes. Just listen to all, every episode. That's what I say. <laughs> and just, like, I ain't trying to make you try to find it like it's a Where's Waldo. But but you know, I, I just hey, you want to listen to all of them? Hey, make a marathon out of it if you want to. Um, and um, so all right, we're gonna um, go ahead and get with get to our interview. And after in this interview, at the end of this interview. Uh, at the end of this interview I will get the details as far as what to do as for to get that hundred dollar voucher um, for some, I guess, some tasty wine. I guess. <laughs> so, all right, uh, and here we go with our interview with Janelle. And welcome to Trend Chat. I'm your host Brian Blesso, and we are with the co-founder of Red River TV, Janelle Bats, How are you doing? Good. How are you, Brian? I'm doing all right. And you know, I was just wanted to get you on finally and you know, I knew that we would be friends as soon as I saw your cover photo. Because on your cover photo <laughs> you have Red River Chronicle, uh, Red River T V and there's <laughs> and there's a picture of a young Thomas Sowell in the back <laughs> and I'm like Thom- yes. yeah. Thomas Soul." I was like, yeah, we're friends I, I don't even have to look anymore <laughs> Yes, love
2: Thomas Sowell yes. oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I,
1: I have all I, well, I guess I have all the books I have a good number of them, I know and um, yeah, he's definitely a, a big influence for me as far as um, a, at least as far as in political um conversations Yes So I want to ask, um, you know, uh, about you and about Red River TV and how did it all come about?
2: Well, you know, a couple of years ago, it was back in around 2012, 2013, you know, my husband and I, we just, it's kind of strange because it kind of just happened. I mean, we had a, we had a, a Mac computer and we had each other and we had our, our opinions and we had passion about, you know, government and about politics. And so it kind of just started from there. You know, it was a really kind of crazy time in our lives. You know, we had, you know, very young children, um, at the time. We were still moving around a lot. So we never really knew or even thought that we would be involved in, in something like uh, media, you know, or politics or anything like that uh, just in the last 10 years of our lives. But it's been really awesome. Um, as we've kind of, you know, moved forward with uh, Red River Chronicle, which is the blog that we have, you know, we've been able to really kind of see how, you know, we work together, how my husband and I work together, how we get along together and kind of how, you know, he brings something different to to the website and to Red River, River TV, and then I bring something different, and it just kind of clicks, and it kind of works together. So it's been really awesome. Uh, it's not always been easy, as you can understand being involved in media and being involved in politics. It's not always easy, but I think that we've already kind of passed the threshold of, of realizing that, you know, truth is needed, and it's important that if you uh, you know are passionate about government or you know politics or media it's important to find some kind of an outlet and to begin to pretty much just release that truth so yeah
1: okay and um how long has the red river chronicle and and red river tv how long has it been um running
2: well let's see red river uh, let's see red river chronicle has been going since uh 2013 at this point. Um, and Red River TV, we actually just started that just this past year. So Red River TV hasn't even been up a solid year yet. And it's it's been a lot of fun. It's just video commentary, pretty much that. And we're, we're posting news, breaking news, you know, throughout the day. But our pretty much our our scope on the video commentary is we deal with what goes on at the um, state and and city levels, what's happening in your city, what's happening in your state, Uh, really getting people to pay attention to what liberties are being, uh you know, infringed upon every single day just where they live. A lot of people are so focused on what happens federally that they forget what's happening in their states and in their cities and, you know, their, their liberties are being taken advantage of every single day. So we try to hone in on that you know, on licensing, on the war on private solutions, how big government, uh how it works in cities and, and in states and what it looks like. So it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. We've we've hopefully encouraged a lot of people. We've had some feedback from several people that have said that they've actually started to get more involved, you know, what's happening in their cities and have actually been really surprised at uh, how much corruption is going on in their cities, and they've not even been paying attention to it, you know, for 30 or 40 years so it's it's been really good.
1: Yeah, and uh, um, given the name Red River Chronicle and TV, so uh, how did the name come about?
2: My husband actually uh, picked that name, and he got that name from the actual Red River that flows uh, uh, through Texas, and it actually kind of forms like a border uh, between the states of Oklahoma and, and and Texas. So it's kind of this river that uh, kind of connects those two states. And he really loved that because one of the places that we really – uh focus on especially during session um is is Oklahoma, is Oklahoma politics. Oklahoma is, is my home state. I was born in Texas, but I was raised in Oklahoma. Uh my husband was born in Oklahoma and it's kind of home for us. We've been living in Texas for the past ten years. So I, I guess it's safe to say that we may be official Texans at this point, but Oklahoma has always been home. So we we really like to cover what's going on there. We uh, we're very passionate about um, the education system that's there. Uh, we're also very passionate about the grassroots that's there. They have very very fervent grassroots in Oklahoma, and we love that. So um, that's one of the reasons why he had the name. So it was, kind of connects us to our home state, but also
1: connects us to Texas as well. So Okay. And well and speaking of of Oklahoma and Texas and I I want to ask you, so kinda as far as um the sessions go and legislative sessions, uh what are some of the differences between uh Oklahoma and Texas?
2: You know, um, it's it's interesting. Oklahoma, you know, it's a smaller area. It's a smaller state, you know, than Texas. Um, I would have to say that one of the things that I have noticed about Texas and, uh, well, the difference between Texas and Oklahoma sometimes in politics is that um, I believe that I do believe that the grassroots in Oklahoma is um, is probably much broader than it is in Texas, but I do believe that the grassroots movements in Texas are growing uh very rapidly, as a matter of fact. And um, one of the differences that I, I will say is, particularly in the education department, is that Texas oftentimes takes kind of a... Um, a backdoor approach at times when it comes to education. They, you know, try to, in essence, sell, you know, sell education to the people as, okay, we are Common Core free, you know, we have decided that we're going to root out this curriculum, this curriculum, we want to be, you know, be able to offer the best to the children that live here. But at the same time, you'll go and find out that they really didn't eradicate what they said they were going to eradicate. They tend to kind of take a backdoor approach and then you see the same problem circle back around in education, uh, you know, during the next session or over the next five years. And one thing about uh, the education problems in, in Oklahoma is that they've been pretty forceful, uh, especially on Common Core. I know that uh, a particular senator, uh, Josh Burkeen was very fervent in his fight against Common Core over the last three years. It was pretty brutal at one point, but they were um, they were successful at one point. They're still getting some pushback on that, but. Uh, I think that um, I think that it probably depends on the size as well. I, I believe that you know the government has you know has the ability to be able to thrive um, sometimes in larger areas, sometimes not. But I still believe that Texas and Oklahoma has some of the, the best grassroots movements, though that I've seen probably in in the whole of the United States. It's it's pretty awesome. So,
1: yeah, uh, as you know, a truck driver and and from time to time, if I. I'm in an area and the there's a tea party meeting or a republican meeting I might drop by in another state somewhere mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. I that, um when i regardless of the state you know unless you know other than Oklahoma and Texas, but in other states, I will maybe add some people as far as so uh how many uh republican or maybe tea party meetings that y'all have in a a week or or a month in your state, and mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of states, they maybe have maybe one or two in the whole state. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. in Texas, there's a the, the meeting every day for something. Yeah, remote. there is. <laughs> so, yes. You know, Dallas, yes, Dallas, Dallas, um, uh, Houston. Yeah, there's a meeting all the time. At least, yes. at least four or three or four a week, at least. And so, yeah.
2: Yes, and that's that could be in one city alone half the time. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. Not to mention the rest of the state. So it is like, yeah, it's highly, highly active, highly active in Texas.
1: I um, I think I mentioned before is that you know when I do go to these different meetings in other states, and I will mention you know I'm just visiting just you know, because there's a meeting going on, I just come out and visit and they'll ask me where I'm from. I say I'm from Texas. They'll look at me, get all big old bug eyes like, ooh, you're from Texas. And I was like, <laughs> like,
2: I'm,
1: like, I'm from some utopia or something. Like, no, I'm like... What? I know, right? <laughs> and I, and I had to, to bring them down and say, look, it's not it's not, it's what you think because we deal yeah. with, you know, yeah. the moderates and the establishment just as much as every, everybody else does. Exactly. It's, exactly. A little more I, I, my thing is that we're just more involved and more engaged in the process, yes. opposed and and like I said, in having the the meetings and getting together and talking about the issues, and so we're yes. yeah, so we're always in, engaged. Um, and yes, that's exactly. Why it probably seems that way because I, I will tell them because the th- think about in Texas we have um, like our House Speaker. Our House Speaker is no better than the House Speaker in Washington, D.C. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. and, exactly. Uh, exactly. So, it's not like, you know, it's this great conservative Atlantis utopia out there. So,
2: exactly.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> but, you know, I would just say, but what I would tell them is that um, it's just the engagement, you know, like when yes. I ask that question. If they don't have yes. that many, they are like, well, you have to get more engaged and get more organized as well. yeah Because it, that definitely makes yes. a difference as well. So.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: Now, um, you mentioned that you do video commentary on, like, I guess you say current events and, you know, kind of mm-hmm. like this podcast is Trend Chat. We talk about trends. And so I'm going to mention uh something, well, it was last week but still it's pretty fresh right now. And just want to talk about LeBron James. And so did you mm-hmm. hear the, the comments that he made. Now, the NBA finals is going on. I think the NBA, I think game two three is tonight. And um but yeah, so uh LeBron James had his house vandalized last week and someone put the mm-hmm. on his gate. And mm-hmm. so he had some comments saying that well basically I'm just paraphr- paraphrasing that Uh, No matter how famous you are, how much money you have, it's still uh, tough to be black in America. And Mm -hmm. when I heard that, I I talked about it on Thursday about, you know, I don't see how that, you know, uh, I mean, obviously no one should have their house vandalized. But to take that and Mm -hmm. it it seems like Mm -hmm. your plight is so horrible. I mean, people's houses get vandalized all the time. And the take that exactly. make it seem like it was so like 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 it is just this un unimaginable thing. So I had my I said what I had to say, I just wanna know what you what you thought about it.
2: Well, you know, it's one of those things where I I, I I'm I'm a little confused at times because it's like I, I keep wondering why are we seeing all of these people who have I mean, they've literally proven that it really doesn't matter what kind of system that people think that they're against in this country. Okay, we're, we're, the whole message that we hear a lot right now from particularly minority groups in America is that you, you know, basically the system is against you. You can't survive here. The Constitution's not for you. Blah blah blah. But so we're hearing that kind of talk coming from people who have proven that you that there is there really is no system that you can't beat. And let's just say that, okay, so it's if, if systemic racism and all these different things that all these people always want to bring up. My thing is, is that, but you've already beat the system that you speak of. You've already proven that the Constitution works. You've already, I mean, you've literally succeeded in one of the greatest nations uh, in the world where you have the most opportunity to do so. You're making millions of dollars every single year. A person vandalizes your home, which I do not condone. But I don't understand how in all the years that he's been, you know, playing professional, you know, professional basketball, this happens, and now he's the spokesperson for racism in America. And I'm not saying that he shouldn't talk about it, but I guess my thing is is that any incident like this has now been turned into this whole thing of, well, now we have to have a conversation about race. And I'm thinking... Well, there's all kinds of things that happen you know to people that are that are black that are white that are you know hispanic latino mexican jews i mean and and it's happening to people all all the time there there's there's racism that happens across the United States. I guess I just keep wanting to know where do people want racism to go do you know what i mean like it's it's people are alive and they're breathing. And as long as people are alive and they're breathing, racism will always be around against any type of person, against any color of person. And and so I guess it's just confusing for me when you've got mainly people, though, who are <laughs> extremely successful that are just using these incidences to stand up and say, okay, well, now we need to start talking about racism in America. I It's confusing to me. I don't get
1: it. And, I really don't get it. And, 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 and the thing about it, you're picking like one incident that has happened. And yes. My, and the thing that yes. I, I say is that I don't. I'm not denying that racism don't exist. My exactly. My, what I say, my argument is that it is not to the extent that you make it seem. Exactly.
2: I, it's like, exactly. It's, almost, it's
1: almost like you flip it upside down. Uh, when exactly? You talk about the it's factors. not like this is
2: happening. Yeah, as long as this has happened this is the first incident that I've ever heard that LeBron James has openly spoke out about as far as anything that that has happened to him or his family that was considered racist in all of the years that he's been playing professional basketball. And now all of a sudden it's like, Okay, well now we have to we have to talk about this and race you know, being black in America so hard. I'm thinking, well, it apparently hasn't been that hard. <laughs> For how long? Yeah. If you've been making millions of dollars. I mean, now all of a sudden it's hard. Yeah, I mean, I don't
1: know. Yeah, basically, he's a he's a billionaire so by now. I'm pretty sure. So. Yeah. Oh
2: yeah. Oh, now, yeah.
1: And see now, okay, now in this sense, we're talking about as far as the, his house being vandalized and having the N word put on his gate. Okay, from that mm-hmm. from from there. Okay, maybe okay. Race is pretty much at the top of this list because of that what, mm-hmm. what happened to the game. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, mm-hmm. a lot of times we have these situations that happen where race could be like, as far as the a, a list of factors that have happened, it happened, it's probably like at the bottom of the list, but yet, unfortunately it always is, at least amongst the black community, if it's a white yes. person against a black person, the race goes right to the top. It's racism, and then that has to, yes. to be proven wrong before you get to any other factors.
2: Exactly. That is spot on. And what's crazy to me is that while people like, you know, like, 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 you know, LeBron James are standing up and saying this and they're talking about how hard it is to be black in America, I'm thinking, okay, well, are you going to also stand up and talk about what's happening on our university? Where, you know, white, white professors are being told not to look at black students and if they can't come on the campus and all this crazy stuff, are we going to start talking about how there's outright, Blatant, you know, uh, racism that's going on there. I mean, are we, I mean, cause we can, we can also talk about that as well. I mean, that's pretty blatant. You know what I mean? That's happening, I mean, like crazy all over, you know, college campuses in America right now that no one's really talking about. Or better yet, um, this was the first thing that came to my mind was, how many, how many, you know, situations supposedly were supposed to be racist that happened just since 2015 when, you know, everything came out later on, I would say at least 70% of the incidences that were spoken about that were considered to be racist were, you know, ended up being refuted because come to find out it was a black person that did it. So I'm sorry. I'm not just buying every single racist claim anymore. I'm not buying it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like you said, I agree with you when you say that, you know, that of course racism exists in America because, because we're, you know, we're a fallen people because people, anybody can be racist, but at the same time, we're seeing a real pattern with that. Where racist situations are being created and then we come to find out that oh, it was a black person that did that to try to create this this atmosphere where racism is fervent in America again. It's 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 crazy. No one really knows what to believe anymore.
1: Yeah, and um actually to kind of push to another topic um kind of in the same vein but um if you had the same what I guess what people are the, that are against President Trump. If you had the same situations, the same comments that are said about President Trump, and you flip that around and you did that to President Obama, it would be called racism. It would be called all awesome. Oh, my goodness. It, it yes. be called every yes. name in the book, every, every ism, uh, phobia, or whatever you want to put into it. it, yes. Put it. <laughs> yes, yes. But, but now, all of a sudden, people do that. To President Trump, all of a sudden, oh well, we're just being the, the resistance, or we're just
2: mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and
1: from the people that said they're you know tolerant as well, but they're showing the most most intolerant. <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> and so, and exactly.
1: talking about that, you wrote a post last week about what happened with on uh, Kathy Griffin, who did the whole you know mock beheading of, of President Trump, and what happened to her, and and uh, you know time that happened and when people start talking about how um uh, disrespectful, how disgusting this is, you had the progressives and liberals come right back and say, Well that's what they did to Obama and I mean it was just it was exactly. happening right time you said they were right right behind you with that with that argument. And you know, my thing is, well both are wrong for one. Mm-hmm, but here's,
2: the, mm-hmm. here's
1: but for me the difference is now this is something I haven't mentioned before on the show but I'm gonna mention now. But the difference between both um, when it happened to President Obama, or well, now when it happened to President Trump, now um, that you had when it was uh, President Obama, you have very few people that had a spirit, uh, a spirit influence. Put it this way: because mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. nowadays you see what happened with not anybody saying thing about President Trump, and the, a lot of these people have little blue check marks next to their name and have like a million mm-hmm. followers. And I mean, yep, these exactly. people have a whole, have a great bigger influence than anybody that had like you know five or six you know, people in their circle, mm-hmm. and, that, and they, you know they mm-hmm. definitely be discussing um, um, posters, you know, uh, pits about you know whether it was about Michelle or about um, Barack, and but yeah, it was going to a very small audience. But, yeah, you have people exactly. like Katie Perry, Katie you know, uh, Kathy Griffin, you know, all these Hollywood stars that have millions of followers. And when I say followers, they really are followers because these people are when they literally when they, hear, when they yes. see what they, they're saying about the president, they take it as gospel to the point. They're like, yeah, I agree with you. And, you know, I just I, I yeah. feel that way, too. And they feel empowered in, in to um, to carry that on and to be like them, basically.
2: Exactly. Exactly. I, I think it's, I I don't know. I, I think that it was, I, that's a, and you're exactly right, because that's exactly the argument that people wanted to bring. They immediately wanted to bring that argument of, oh, well, they did things to Obama. And the first thing that I thought to myself was, um, it would have been, and I think that's what I put in my post, but we pretty much probably would have been still sitting in, you know, complete civil war right now. If anybody, if anybody famous would have stood up and did such a thing uh, to to you know to Barack Obama as sitting president, it would have been all out war, and 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 again, there is a huge difference between you know some some you know alt right group sitting in the you know sitting in the south or some you know some small group in the north or wherever you know where they're sharing some you know sh- sharing sharing a picture that is distasteful or unflattering in in a group uh, uh you know on Facebook or Twitter that has maybe you know a few thousand people in it but this is literally an entire nation you have school teachers you have politicians you have uh, uh, CEOs of major companies. You have people who are in huge, huge positions of power. Comedians, actors, actresses. I mean, everybody from the top to the bottom in just about every area of influence in the United States speaking out against Trump. And not saying normal, you know, oh, I don't like Trump things. No, these people are literally giving threats. Uh, uh, using profanity, saying some of the most disrespectful talk, I mean, we have ever seen said about a president. I mean, it it, it really makes, you know, it, it really makes what they did to Bush look like child's play. You know what I mean? And they were pretty brutal, you know, with Bush. But, I mean, this is, I, I've never seen anything like it. And that's why I can't stand that argument of what well, they did to Barack Obama. No, it's, it, 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 I think I remember to one extent it was like a senator. I don't know if I think it was I might have been here in Texas, but I can't remember where it was for sure. But I think a senator said something about, uh, you know, uh, Barack Obama's kids one time. And it was it was I mean, it was it wasn't even like a huge deal. It still didn't condone it. But I remember they obliterated that guy. I think that was like probably the most controversial thing that I'd ever heard anybody say about the president. And they, I mean, they took him down after that within probably just a few hours. And I just remember no one was even given the chance to even get that far, you know? Yeah. And it's just hard when you hear these people get up and they want to, you're not even apologetic. You know, one of Kathy Griffin's many quotes that she says she has said many times over the years is that I don't apologize for anything. So. Kinda of hard to believe her
1: apology <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah she um, and and it seems like she's even more defiant, even after this whole thing has happened, um
2: exactly, like,
1: like you said, she didn't she's really not apologizing, she said she did, but then she kind of turns around and didn't want to blame old white men because of, of what happened.
2: Exactly. I mean, exactly. You
1: know, I just thought about this. You know, <laughs> it's just that old white man, right? And I'm thinking, like, okay, uh, what old white man, like, put together all that little, uh, that head and everything? I mean, did the old white exactly. man just drag you to that photo shoot? That old white man had exactly. gun in your head to put that little exactly. perpetrator. Like like,
2: That's what, what right. the like they drove you to
1: do it? Really? The only way I would have that <laughs> would have been believable if she would have brought the old white man and just showed like see see what happened. This old white man brought me out here and made me yeah so, made me do this photo shoot. You know yeah okay, okay, all right, now I believe you. I can see that okay i, I understand <laughs> but that's not what happened. You went on your own permission to that photo shoot and, and yeah get that photo shoot so.
2: exactly, exactly, and now she's mad because. Uh, not everybody liked it essentially, you know I, I just, it's just amazing, it just amazes me and I think what was really confusing to me is when she brought up Trump and talking about how he was bullying, you know, her, his family's been bullying me and the first thing that I thought to myself was I'm sorry, when was when was the president bullying you? I'm trying to remember when that happened. I, I mean, everybody was equally confused. Well, I equally mean. Equally confused as to what she was
1: saying. Yeah, I mean, was it when, when you was on The Apprentice and you took that picture with them all smiling and giggling? I mean, was he bullying you then?
2: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. I, I just can't get over it. Yeah. You don't have to like Trump or or, or, or anything if you don't want but my goodness, I mean, we have we have passed the threshold of disrespect. I mean, we we have passed the threshold uh, of of at least respecting the the seat of authority. You know, I didn't I didn't like you know a lot of the things that Obama did, but you know, there was still that that you know role of respecting you know who he is you know in the United States and at sitting in that place of authority and respecting even his family, but we have passed that right now with, with, with uh,
1: President Trump. And you know um, also as far as when people bring up this argument as far as okay they did this to Obama now they feel you know that they have free reign to do this to, to Trump. Then my my question is that okay when it did happen to Obama you thought that was wrong but so now you're willing to do this to, uh, against Trump but so it's not exactly. wrong now. But, um, exactly. And, and so they were like well especially like when it happened, you know, back with Obama, they're like, well, you should be, um, you know, be the bigger person and not um, stoop yourself down to this level, to um uh, to these insults and whatnot. But and now you're willing to do that. So I'm guessing you're saying you're not the bigger person either.
2: Exactly. Exactly. There's so much hypocrisy.
1: So you just Whew. want to continue. To, I mean, we're. <laughs> yeah, they just want to continue <laughs> the cycle, I guess. So just keep the cycle yep. going. So so the next yep. time when a Democrat in, so now you just, if, um, if now you have conservatives and Republicans doing that, the same thing to you know to that Democrat that they did to Exactly. The Trump, then now they'll be back like, oh no, exactly. oh, no, you shouldn't do that. We need some decorum or whatnot. Oh, what happened to the decorum back when <laughs> <laughs> was no Trump was going on? Exactly, so, exactly. I, you know we can you know, uh, we can go on and on about this, but um, I just uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh. So what's in the future for Red River Chronicle, Red Rebel TV, and where can people find you on social media?
2: Well, they can find our blog uh, at redriverchronicle.com. dot uh, com. That's the that's the name. That's where they can find us there. Uh, you can also find our social media page on Facebook. It's called Red River TV. Uh We are actually getting ready to um, start a Red River uh, Red River Chronicle um, Instagram account, so they'll be able to follow us there. Uh, we're actually going to possibly move into doing. Uh, hour-long video commentary just for, you know, for the week. We're also going to be looking into doing more videos that are uh, just, you know, snippets of news, you know, here and there. Um, I'll also be starting a personal blog. That will be, you know, probably outside of politics, but we'll still continue to do those videos as well. But hopefully, we'll see, we'll see some pretty, some pretty awesome things and more expansion. But, um, you know, and 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 you know, before you know, we end, I I just want to say, you know, Brian, it it is because of people like you um, that we even have any type of uh, of real engagement and, and movement even in places like Texas. Texas is one of the greatest you know, states to live in, but it is because of people like you that takes their resources and takes their passion and takes their ability and what they know and uses it and, and, and causes people to change. So we appreciate what it is that you're doing as well.
1: Well, I, I appreciate it. I mean, you know, I'm just for me, it's just kind of it's not really a no-brainer for <laughs> to for me. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. So yeah. So um yeah, I appreciate your time, and we'll. Uh, I'm pretty sure we'll talk to you again.
2: All right. Awesome. You have a good day.
1: And thanks to Janelle for joining us. And um uh yeah, and definitely we'll probably definitely have her on uh, some other time. And um really enjoyed the conversation. I, I hope you did too. And right now we're here at the last couple of minutes. I wanted to give you details to everyone if you're inter- interested in wanting to get the $100 voucher from WSJ Wine. to so all the wine lovers, if you are, if you do like wine, you know. And so uh, the details as far as to, uh, to get that val- voucher is like, Hey, we're going back to the beginning like follow on uh, uh trend chat on facebook instagram or twitter so like i said in the beginning on all social media platforms it's trend chat 24 7. so facebook instagram and twitter just like follow um, those um accounts and after following those accounts and just using the hashtag trend chat and now if you don't have you know a facebook or instagram it just um given there three platforms the more you like or follow those different accounts the more chances you have to win and yeah so like follow you know well like and follow on um facebook instagram or twitter and then using the hashtag um uh, trend chat um and also i want to say th- um for whether it's facebook instagram or twitter send out a message with the hashtag trend chat. so so if you like on facebook send a message saying hashtag trend chat or instagram or twitter however um whichever one you, you choose. And like I said, if you like and follow on all three, you have a better chance of winning. And, yep, so once again, like, follow, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, message on either one, hashtag Trend and you will have a chance to win a $100 voucher from wsjwine.com and we'll be doing this all week and I will contact the the winner on Friday. Friday or Saturday, it depends on how how many um <laughs> entries we get, I guess. And so, yep. And so um on Thursday, we are hoping to have a um a, another guest on um and until we are confirmed with that, well, I will make that uh, announcement, maybe probably on tomorrow, and um I put it this way: if we do have who I hope we have, <laughs> um it will definitely shine a lot uh, a lot a light on the upcoming special session uh, here in Texas. Now, I say here in Texas, but we I'm actually broadcasting in Louisiana t- uh, tonight, so uh yep, so I appreciate everyone listening. And, um, you know, until Thursday, we'll chat with you later.
0: Eight three three six eight seven zero seven zero zero.